Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Thank you, Jonathan. Now joining us on the show to jump into the Kirk Cousins contract extension discussion, because it's the bye week and why the hell not. Eric Eager for Pro Football Focus. What's going on, Eric? I'm good, man. Did, did Kubiak call him Kurt? Uh, he, I he thought I heard said Kurt. Kurt. I heard a yeah, T at the I end. Know. Yeah, I know. I don't know why it's so hard. You've got to earn the Kirk, I guess. Still, yeah, I, I know. He, I'm sure he didn't do it like in the same way Bruce Allen used to, which was on purpose, blatantly calling him Kurt. But uh, <laughs> well, all right. Give us your thoughts. So uh, you follow me on Twitter, Eric. You know what we've been talking about. It's the bye week, and uh, where we can take a step back and look at Pro Football Focus's fifth rated grade for Kirk Cousins. You guys have him playing really great this year. He's at the top of the league in quarterback rating. Like, have you seen enough to extend him, or do you think the Vikings would say they've seen enough to extend him, or should they wait? And then how do you weigh the formula of paying a quarterback versus the cap space, for you know, and, and so forth? How do you process all that? Yeah, the difficulty is that he's going to Obviously, if he's going to get a contract extension, it's going to be a raise over what he's currently got. And, you know, we've seen issues with the team as a whole as a result of, you know, not having the flexibility that they want. Their defense, you know, that is aging a little bit. And while they're getting, I think, extremely good seasons out of Danell Hunter and Everson Griffin, uh, you know, they're off, you know, that team was in many ways dragged up and down the field by a Brandon Allen led Denver Broncos team on Sunday, uh, a week after. Uh, having a similar fate against Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. And so for me, I think I, I probably extend Kirk in under one condition. And that condition is this team takes a, a turn towards an offensive minded team. And, you know, and, and what does that mean? That might mean Stefanski. That might mean Stefanski is sort of like elevated to that head coach role and, and, and just sort of Kubi, you know, but the, the issue is, is right now, the team doesn't necessarily want to transition away from using more resources than it should on its defense. And, and as a result, it's sort of in this no man's land where they're like, you know, not ready quite to commit to uh, what I would consider to be a sort of modern roster building uh, setup. Well, it feels like the obvious answer, if you had to choose between quarterback and running back, just if you didn't know the names here, who we were talking about would be 
go with your quarterback. It's it's a passing league. It's 2019. You know where this is going with the NFL. But when you have Dalvin Cook eligible for extension following the 2019 season, I think that puts a pickle in things, Eric, because you need to extend him now, in my opinion, just given the way he's he's played and, and what he's meant to this team and how focal of a point of the offense he is. Because you risk when he hits free agency, he's going to, you know, if he, if he can continue to stay healthy, he's going to be gone regardless. But how do you think that factors into the, like, what they might do then, deciding between, because I, I just don't think, given what the situation looks like in 2020 and even beyond that when you project it out, it doesn't sound like they can sign both of them to extensions this offseason. Yeah, and it comes down to scarcity at the two positions, right? And the reason that the Vikings went so, you know, headfirst into signing Cousins to the deal that they did was the fact that, you know, they're consistently at least an eight and eight team or better. And they're never going to, you know, the Lamar Jackson sort of this outlier where he was taken, you know, inexplicably at 32. But the, um, you know, if you want a franchise quarterback, you basically have to draft him in the top 10 of the draft. And the Vikings are sort of never finding themselves in that position. Um, whereas at running back, as great as Cook is, and he's, you know, he's been the best running back in the league, maybe, you know, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs. Uh, have, you know, have done about as well as him. Philip Lindsay also in that conversation as Vikings fans on Sunday. Um, so for me, it's like, well, if you have to choose between the two, Dalvin Cook's great, but like the opportunity to get a running back is always sort of going to be there. Um, you know, Cook, Cook himself was taken in the forties in 2017. Whereas if the Vikings want to move on from Kirk Cousins, they sort of have to hope that something like Tua Tagovailoa, you know, his his hip injury doesn't exactly give him a top ten status, or somebody falls in the draft like Lamar Jackson, and that's you know, it, it's it's a lot harder to find a guy to replace Kirk at his level as as much as the offense is being built to see him succeed than it is for a guy like Dalvin Cook, as good as Cook has been, and he's been great. So here's the big question that I have in terms of a Cousins extension: is how do we separate? what Kirk Cousins has around him. And that goes for Gary Kubiak and Kevin Stefanski, who probably won't be here after this year. I'm just guessing there will be a few teams that need a head coach. And somebody's going to look at what he's done with Cousins and go, okay, I am in on Kevin Stefanski. Yep. So so let's assume that happens. Let's assume that Delvin Cook is having his best year. And even if he continues to be good, being this good is going to be tough. And let's even assume that the receivers are playing at an extremely high level now, too, and won't necessarily play at this type of level forever. I mean, how do we separate what Cousins will have three years from now at the beginning of an extension compared to what he has right now and how much that's boosting his play? Yeah, that's a great point. And we've seen in the league this season, there, there, where, there are a few exceptions, Russell Wilson being one of them, I think, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, other ones. But, you know, quarterback play is very dependent upon having a structure that works. And Dak Prescott was a quarterback that no one wanted to extend last year. Kellen Moore comes in, and now he's one of the he's leading the league in passing yards. Kirk Cousins was pretty bad in the second half of the last season. They bring in uh, Kubiak and Stefanski, and he's been great. Um, Stafford as well, uh, low-key with uh, Daryl Bevel, so on and so forth. And I think Cousins is in that role where – if the if the situation's right, you know, like he had with McVeigh in, in Washington, he can be a good quarterback. The issue is, is again, as I said, like they have to commit to an offensive-minded team, and I know it's not like popular or even like I don't know, maybe appropriate to talk about, but you know that probably requires elevating Stefanski, and that hasn't always worked. I mean, Tampa Bay got rid of 
uh, Lovey Smith in favor of Dirk Cutter um, because they saw him growing up with Jameis. Uh, we, we, you know, we saw a team in Atlanta that didn't do that with Kyle Shanahan, and I think they probably regret it. Um, so <clears throat> that's to me is like if you're if you're trying to project Kirk in the future, there's there's it's hard because we've seen him you know crash and burn in wrong situations and do well in good situations. And you're right, if Stefanski is not elevated to the head coaching position in Minnesota, he's probably gone um, because the NFL really likes themselves some you know up and coming offensive minds uh, at the head coaching position. So I'm wondering now, since we are on the topic of quarterbacks that will be with their respective franchises next year, uh, and part of the plans going forward, it's still a topic in my mind, and it will be for the next five, six weeks. What are the Bears going to do with Mitchell Trubisky? Because hip injury or not, it was convenient timing uh, for yeah. whichever narrative you want to follow here of, hey, we screwed he was up benched. Bad. He was benched. He was benched. Benched, benched, benched. <laughs> So, okay, okay, I solved so that problem. So let's go with that. Um, how do the Bears, because it se- if you have five weeks here, it seems like the best thing for your franchise to do is to play out Mitchell Trubisky to figure out what you're going to do in 2020. But clearly it doesn't look like that's the way things are going to trend. Um, what do the Bears do here? Because it totally def- affects the, the outlook of the NFC North when you're thinking about what they're going to do at quarterback 2020 and beyond. Yeah, it's a terrible spot for them because not only do they have Trubisky at quarterback, they don't have a young guy behind him, and they also don't have a first-round pick next year. And that was sort of the deal. The the Khalil Mack trade was was about Khalil Mack to some degree, and he's awesome, and he continues to be so, and their defense is top five in the league in the arts for play and all that kind of stuff. But what it also what it also implied was that you're all in on Mitch until 2021 because you don't have first-round picks, and they traded up even in this draft for David Montgomery. So they really don't have uh, a lot of assets to replenish the team as a whole. And, and it very little in the way of trading up even into the first round to get a quarterback, should they like one. So it's tough for them. And I, and I think um, the tough part was you watch that Sunday night game, and you saw two quarterbacks who are in very similar straights. Uh, Jared Goff has been struggling in many ways because their offensive line isn't very good and the receivers are out. And you saw Sean McVay build an offense to succeed despite that. And Matt Nagy, it looked like the entire game was trying to prove a point to the owner that Mitch Trubisky sucked. And, <laughs> and they put him in position. He put him in position to fail, and Mitch continued to fail and fail and fail. And unfortunately, like that to me just seems dysfunctional. And I think if the Bears play Trubisky the rest of the year, that's how it's going to look. Whereas you know, and and again, the Rams have golf long term, so they kind of have to do that. But it doesn't seem like they're really bought it. It seems like they've cut bait on Mitch you know, in their thought process, and they're just kind of playing the season out, which is unfortunate because, you know, the Bears last season were one of the up-and-coming, you know, great stories in the NFL, and it looks like they're going to have to start over. Uh, it's probably going to be that veteran quarterback route, and luckily for them, there's going to be a ton of veteran quarterbacks available. Is it Cam Newton? Is it Jameis Winston? Is it Andy Dalton? Is it Teddy Bridgewater? None of those names. Teddy Bridgewater, right. Teddy would be, uh, I-, I think, a-, a huge upgrade for them at the position. Uh, talking with Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus. Well, while we're on the topic of floundering franchises, where is Kevin Stefanski going to coach next year? Because I could come up with a lot of teams that would have great reason to can their head coaches. How about the New York Jets? Although, of course, if they offered him the job, he would take it and then take a different job and come back to Minnesota. Get it's an Anthony Barr joke. Um, so- <laughs> 
Cleveland might say, you know what? Sorry, Kevin, we made a mistake. Wouldn't that be hilarious if two years in a row somebody said, sorry, Kevin, we should have given you the job before. Um, but yeah. I could see I could see that happening. Where do you think that would be the best position of franchises that might fire their quarterbacks for Kevin Stefanski to potentially coach? Uh, the two you listed are great. I, I you know, I, I know that there's been like, you know, rumors around the league, like, there are other coaches that are available for that position. You know, Mike McCarthy, for example, is kind of from that Cleveland, Pittsburgh, you know, kind of area. It looks like Tomlin is right of the ship, so that position probably uh, won't be open. Our old friend Pat Shermer in New York, I don't know how long they're going to sort of deal with that, although I think he's done a far better job um, than people give, it, give him credit for. Another low-key spot that, th- that might be, um, you know, uh, possible it is Detroit. I know, uh, you know, Matt Patricia, that team I think is more talented than what they're getting out of it. They continue to lose close games. I think ownership deserves uh, a little bit there. Atlanta as well. So oftentimes we saw this with, um, we saw this a little bit in Minnesota where Leslie Frazier was sort of more of a, a you know, a, a very soft spoken guy. Uh, and then they go with Zimmer, who's more of like a hard nosed guy. Atlanta, a defensive guy and Dan Quinn, maybe they go full offense, uh, maybe with their next, next head coach. If, if they, you know, they've done well the past couple weeks, but they'll probably, uh, not, you know, retain him. And then, you know, the hometown Cincinnati Bengals over here, uh, Zach Taylor, if he doesn't, uh, you know, right the ship a little bit, he could have an opportunity, uh, you know, to lose his job. So there's, there's a decent amount there. And, um, I think for Stefanski, if, you know, honestly, the one that would intrigue me, uh, a little bit would be, you know, the New York Giants if they were to give up uh, on Shermer, be just because you have that young quarterback, top ten pick there. No Dallas. You don't think he would be great under the thumb of Jerry Jones? Mm. <laughs> I personally well, think I mean, it takes it, it takes a certain kind to be able to work in those circumstances. And I mean, I'm still on the Jason Garrett's getting fired train. Uh, yeah. It could be half the year. league that doesn't I mean, have yeah, head coaches. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the issue with Dallas is that Philadelphia is like the new Atlanta Falcons, where there's just like you watch their games, it's the most painful thing ever. And they, they seem to not be able to like just get it together. And so, you know, Dallas very well could win that division at nine and seven, yeah. and maybe win a home playoff game. And then, of course, we have to have Garrett again for another season. But the other thing about Dallas as well is that Kellen Moore may, may be his heir apparent anyway. So, you know, that that's kind of the issue, I think, with Dallas is that. It's, I don't think it's that appealing of a place for Stefanski, even though Dak Prescott has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this season. Okay, Eric, before we wrap up with you, I love to circle back on this uh, every once in a while. The rightest and wrongest we were this year. It's sort of like uh, like every quarter of the season, where were we right, where were we wrong? Um, I would pat myself on the back for saying I would take any quarterback over Jameis Winston. That's worked out pretty well because he's awful and will continue to be yep. so no matter which quarterback whisperer you hire. Um, but here's where I've just it has not gone the way I thought it would. Philadelphia just stinks. Like they're just not that good, and I thought that they had a legit chance of being a Super Bowl favorite. Give us where you were the rightest and the wrongest so far in this NFL season. Yeah, Philly is the great one, the paper champion prior to the season. I would say for me, it's probably Cleveland. You know, when you were here in July, you know, I was saying, you know, it's it's a lot harder to get from zero, you know, from seven wins to ten wins than it is to go from zero wins to seven wins. And we've, we've seen that. Uh, I think, you know, regardless of, you know, them winning their last two games, I think that they're uh, in, a, in a pool of dysfunction uh, in Cleveland. 
Um, so that one, I think we were both right on. Uh, and the one that I'm, I, I feel sort of silly about was uh, Detroit. Uh, I thought Detroit had mm. a far better chance to compete in the NFC North um, than than anybody else. And frankly, like you know, that Monday Night Football game in Green Bay, I think if that goes the other way, um, maybe their season turns out differently. But as of right now, with their quarterback hurt, uh, they might end up being like a four or five win team, and, and unfortunately, that's not going to get it done. Well, Eric, on Detroit, there is a promo that's been playing on our station for a year where I say I don't believe in Matt Patricia. So I guess I nailed that one too. Um, <laughs> Eric, uh, always great to have you on, buddy. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me, Eric Eager. Pro Football Focus Forecast, PFF Forecast Podcast. It is great with him and George Shahuri. Make sure you check that out. And if you want to become a member with Pro Football Focus, go to pff.com. Use the promo code Radio. Whether you're a fantasy football person, a gambler, not that I am endorsing that, um, and uh, or you just love your team, go to pff.com. Get premium stats and analysis there. Use the promo code Radio, and you get twenty five percent off your elite subscription today. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota and I wish to go back. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup. So you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.